Hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of Under the Ginkgo Tree. Today we have... Wells. <laughs> and also Shreya sitting next to my oh, co-host. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes, the co-host. Um, what, what's, your, what's your full name? Uh, full legal name would yeah. be Wells James Wolcott. I was told at a comedy show once that that was like the whitest name they'd ever heard. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So if you had to like... If you had to tell if there's some random person, uh, someone had to come up to you and say, what's your profile at UVA? What would you say? My profile? Yeah, like what type of person do people see you as? What associations do you have? Like I, who are you, basically? I think I think it depends on the era. I think my first year, <laughs> I was the guy with pink hair to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think since, I think now I'm the guy who wears purple pants. I got that uh, recently. I'm not wearing purple pants right now. I'm wearing purple shorts, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, otherwise, um, acapella I'm probably known for a little bit. I don't think anyone, I, I don't want to spoil perhaps the subject of the podcast, I don't think anyone knows me for Naked Party per se, because I think <laughs> Naked Party is something that's very sort of in the shadows, you know, yeah. people mm-hmm. think it's like a secret society or a frat thing. Um, so I don't think my face is associated with that necessarily. It's probably like just acapella and like guides and being around, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, what? Are you, so you're in guides as well as are you in uh, which acapella group are you in? I am in the Academical Village people, aka the ones that take their shirts off at the end of the performance. Oh, lovely! lovely. And the ones with the most insane Instagram, which I'm pretty <laughs> which sure I run. Wells, yeah, yeah Wells runs. Gotcha. Sweet. So, w- have you? Have, which which club would you say has like, kind of, or not? You don't have to say one, but like, have there been any organizations that have really like made an impact on your person at UVA? Oh, I mean, totally AVP. I think. It was, it was kind of an unconventional choice. I sort of never, I didn't see myself auditioning for acapella. I didn't really know it was a thing outside of the movies. Um, <laughs> and I was like convinced to audition and I'd never really been in a group of guy friends. Like that was something that was still really intimidating to me when I was coming into college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was definitely like a learning curve to figure out how to adjust into that space. But um, I think as you move through the group, you know, you have more and more chances to craft it into the group you want it to be. And so it starts feeling more and more like home. And I think the sort of makeup of the group feels a lot more similar to me in sort of personality and spirit now than it did when I got in. Um, but I think acapella, just like, especially during COVID, like the experience of getting into this group that kind of acts as a social launching pad and like everyone in the 15 other groups, like sort of learns your name before you walk into a room and you're like young and you're fresh <laughs> meat and they're like, Oh my gosh, like tell me everything about you. You know, I think that was a really helpful starting off point. And I think I found pretty much everything else I got involved with um, in UVA through that. Mm. Um, guides I also was was pretty formative because um, I did it kind of I think to, and, and from a clout chasing instinct as many people do hmm. um, and I also just wanted to prove to myself that I could do a hard thing and it seemed hard to get into guides and so I was like okay let me challenge myself <laughs> um, and then I, it turns out that I like actually sort of l- I'd never gotten to interpret history like that it's corny but like th- you know and I also just became really passionate about UVA's history and for other reasons as well, but I ended up changing my major from architecture to architectural history. Really? Yeah. And so now I like eat, sleep and breathe the academical village. Like it's kind of absurd how much it comes up in my education and like how much I, yeah. And I had, there was a while where I like had an internship where I was like 3d modeling the inside of the academical village and I was really? in the academical village people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot. So if, um, just for people who are un- unaware, like, uh, UVA's acapella scene is very, very diverse and has many groups of many different, like, kind of, I would say vibes, to, to, to say the least. <laughs> what would you say the vibe of AVP is? 
Oh, sure. Well, as publicity chair, this is such good promo. Um, <laughs> Explain the Laurel <laughs> Well, okay. I think our, our sort of MO um, is not taking ourselves too seriously, which I think mm-hmm. it like puts words to something that is is rather hard to describe. And I think I'm someone who's always like 10% trolling with everything I do, <laughs> like in the way that I dress. Like I can never like, f- not, not that I can't fully commit to something, but I always have a little bit of ironic distance between myself and the thing I'm doing. Mm. And I think AVP is a bit of an acknowledgement of like, okay, acapella is kind of absurd. Like um, let's embrace that absurdity. And so like we do skits and we like have costumes and we take our shirts off. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's super fun. And I think in terms of like the people who are in it, I think a lot of them are, are, are like are more in my uh, vein of things that they didn't see themselves doing acapella. So like mm. often they're involved in other things and like we're weirdly international as well. Like I think at the beginning of the semester, seven out of 10 of us had a secondary citizenship, which I thought was cool. Oh my gosh. Wow. Do you? I have I have three citizenships. Really? <laughs> to really? Not to flex, but I guess this is a, a podcast. So this is the place. Um, well, my mom's English and my dad's Australian. So I have, I can live and work in any of those places oh and gosh. I may. It's kind of sweet. So that that means that like, has that had like, how are you? I mean, I don't think there are really. Is there an Australian cultural group or, or a British cultural group <laughs> at UVA? A, if is there, that a thing? If there are, I have not found them. <laughs> I have, um, for the past two years, found. Um, well, one year it was an English exchange student named Anna, and then mm. most recently it was an English exchange student named Aniela, mm. um, and they've been very formative to my college career. And I'm still close with both of them. So um, I have met English people, and I think like there's a there's like a lot that I understand that they're like, oh, it feels like a breath of fresh air to them, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I have not gotten involved with any, any cultural groups on grounds. I've thought about like crashing the sort of study abroad meeting and being like, <laughs> I wonder if I could fake it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of on the subject of like formative experiences at UVA, is there maybe one person or like a specific event in mind where you can like think back and be like, Oh, that is, that was such a turning point for me. Ooh, um, I think the answer, um, is probably, like, my breakups. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Interesting. I ha- ooh, you also do not have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, no, no. I mean, I feel like I, I talk about it to everybody. I just don't want to... Well, no. I, I am totally fine to talk about it. Um, I mean, I think at the end of my first year and then sort of a little bit of the ways into my second year, I had two... Yeah, sorry. There's a... <laughs> there's, there's, there's a... There's a there, yeah. Honking okay. for no reason. Okay, well, there must anyway, be a reason, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> no, but I had these these breakups that were not major in the sense that they were major relationships. Like, to the other person, it was only a few months. But, like, to me, I was, like, so just, like, in it and consumed by it. And I think in the aftermath of those, I, like, kind of sought to, like, live up to, like, what I thought that my sort of mental image of them would think was cool, if that makes sense. So, like, for the first one, like, he was a self-proclaimed nudist, right? And so I started my kind of, like, nudist streak, and I was, like, getting (laughs) naked in all these places, and I was, like, drinking all the time, and I was like, yeah, like, this is gonna really show him. And, like, I I had this idea, this insane idea that I was, like, I need to, like, make him rue this day. Like, I need to be the name that he hears in every room he walks into, which is obviously insane and impossible, but, like, it basically meant that I, like, spent the next, like, six months of my college career, like, going out four nights a week and, like, trying to make as many people remember me as I could. And, like, that sounds like a sort of selfish pursuit but the way I did it was like by asking people questions and like 
often it would I would get people talking about things they'd like really wanted to get off their chest. So I think it was was kind of nice. I was just this like bu- I had a buzz cut at the time because I also was just like a little loopy, um, and so I was just this like bald angel going around to all these <laughs> these, these parties asking people about their trauma, and it was really interesting. And um, I think that was a launching pad for a lot of the things I did at UVA. Um, quick qu- quick question to how did how did you do it? Because I've I've always had trouble. Um, one of my definitely personal struggles in life is. I, I would say that I love having a, a very personal conversation. But to get to that point with many people, especially strangers, is quite impressive. How do you how do you, how would you go about doing that if you if you would if you would share? Yeah, I definitely had a method. Uh, not that that diminishes the conversations <laughs> yeah, no, no, I yeah, had, yeah. but it was important to me, and so I, I, I figured out the sort of most efficient way to do it. Um, I think a it helped that I was like a second year and a young second year at that, so I was kind of unintimidating. If you're an upperclassman, you know, like you could kind of just shoo me away mm-hmm. if you didn't feel like talking. Um, I think if I if I did that as often now, I think like I can't really go up to a first year and be like, "Tell me about your dad." you know like (laughs) like that would be kind of crazy um so i it helped that i was uh you know a second year and it helps that i wasn't a straight dude i think like Mm. i i sympathize with you and that it's probably a little more intimidating for you to go up and talk to people sometimes you you seem like a very friendly guy (laughs) (laughs) you know um Otherwise, like, I, c- I keep a list of good questions. Like, when I something comes up in the moment and, like, I, I ask somebody something, I'll, like, add it to my list. And mm. um, that's that's open source. Like, I can, I so can send that to you. what's your most successful yeah. question? Oh, my God. Well, it changes all the time because you got, you got to go person to person, you know? I think I had, like, chains that I would follow. I'd be like, okay, what's your major? Like, that's, that's, mm-hmm. an, easy, that's an easy way in, right? And then you could be like, oh, do you feel like you fit in with other people in your major? And people will either be like, yeah, I think so. Or they'll be like, most people are like, no, I think I'm really different. Like everyone thinks they're different, but then thinks everyone else thinks they're the same. That didn't make mm-hmm. sense, but I think you guys know what I mean. And no, no, so no. then you get to people being like, oh, like, have you, have you always felt sort of like, have you ever felt like you belonged somewhere? Like where have you felt the most belonging? You know, like yeah, yeah, the basic you start with, yeah. start with something that they can, that's a, that's an easy, easy answer. So do you there. think that you're just like excellent at reading people now? Um, having like interviewed and like heard so many people's stories? I think so. I mean, I also feel like I just learned so much in those periods because so often I'd be going into those spaces and I would be like, what, like, what is, what am I trying to get an answer to? Like for a lot of that, it was like heartbreak. So I was just asking people about their breakups and like the specific Mm. niche of like breakup thought that I was going through at that Mm -hmm. time, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I've always been kind of a perceptive person. I feel like that's something I've been told for a long time. And that helped because you could tell when people were like willing to, to answer or maybe like notice when someone brought something up and you're like, oh, I think I think you want to talk about this a little bit more, you know? So I have a question. In, sure. in these, So it seems like you actually, like you, you were thinking about the strategies that you were taking <laughs> and talking to people. I was talking to my roommate yesterday about this. Do you Did you ever plan out conversations? Like, like sitting in, like you're standing in the shower, like whatever, and um, you're like, if, if X happened to me, this is what I would say. If, if Y happened to me, this is what I would say. Or maybe like think out, think out a conversation and then later utilize that for answers to a current conversation that you're having. Oh, totally. I mean, I have hypothetical conversations in my head all the time. <laughs> the, the number of times the past couple of days I've been like, okay, what would I say if I was asked this question on the, <laughs> on the podcast? Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, I feel like I just like haven't been meeting as many new people. So I feel like it's Mm. not something on my mind as much anymore. Sure. But like thinking back, yeah, I totally did that. Mm. I'm okay. I'm kind of, I kind of want to ask you, not ask you about your breakup, but ask you about like your like first era that you said that you were like learning about 
being a nudist I guess <laughs> yeah. and like going out so much and I guess as you mentioned like you were kind of behind like creating Naked Party which is mm-hmm. I don't think well known at EVA but the people who do know about it are like very intrigued so do you think that that part of yourself like very much influenced you as a fourth year now as AVP as someone who lives in the, what's your house's name the bog the bog, the bog yeah <laughs> um beautiful white house on 14th um and like just like explain that to me because I also have had a lot of conversations with my roommates about like being like naked at times and like how that's liberating and just like being existing as interesting yeah I think I think being naked and being a very like raw form of yourself even like emotionally right like you're talking to people about your breakups it's really hard and it's also something hard to like convince other people to do because you have to be so like confident and self-confident in order to do that I feel like I'm definitely someone who's definitely like definitely got my insecurities and I don't think like I don't think I could like streak uh lawn right now but I don't know how, how do you feel about it? <laughs> yeah I mean I think that's the irony of it is I think for for so much of those periods like I wasn't that confident myself and I was almost overcompensating um I mean just like the 180 from like high school and early first year to me to like the fall of my second year was crazy like I didn't drink until I got to college I had my first really? kiss in college like and like I also was like very like uh, what's the word like I don't know just anxious about nakedness like I, mm. I didn't want to be naked in front of anyone you know right. um, and so I went from that in the matter of like months to like like streaking the lawn in broad daylight and like and <laughs> no like, way are you serious, are you serious? Well, like, okay, I did it I did it like it was like 8 a.m. on a Friday and so there was like no, no one really there. out but then I made it halfway down the lawn and then like police like no were coming they, like they just happened to be coming down like the middle path oh. and they were like put your damn clothes on <laughs> and, I, and I turned around and my friends were like you gotta finish it you gotta finish it I was like no like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. like I stopped with le- legal repercussions like that's too much um but like yeah I mean that second year period of my life it's like I was throwing myself into all these new things and I was like yeah, like started drinking a lot and was like smoking and, you know, trying on, I feel like a, a new personality. And in some ways that was like distressing. Like I, I think I lost a t- sense, a consistent sense of like who I was for a while, mm. you know? Um, and that was really disorienting. And I think just like growth from comes from challenge, yeah. but then also growth comes from like trying new things. And I was, I was doing a lot of both at the same <laughs> time. So it's like, yeah, I mean, when, when you ask like, how does it affect how like you are an AVP and how you are in, you know, in all, in all these spheres, it's like, it's just like so fundamental to my being period. You know, it's like, mm. I don't think I, I've grown as much at all in my, my whole life than I did in like those first couple yeah. months of my second year where I was just, just, I was really unafraid. <laughs> I, have, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, actually I have two. Um, but, uh, first one is how do you feel about the statement? Fake it till you make it. <laughs> the statement fake it till you make it. I like this question. Um, I, think here's the thing I think maybe it's because I'm a perceptive person but I feel like it's really hard to fake it in front of me and and so I don't I don't know if I trust myself to fake it in front of other people like mm. it, it, it's it's a it's a I'm of two minds on it because I think yes fake it till you make it in the sense of like try to convince yourself that you are capable of doing something and that like mm. you can be a certain person and I think that's the first step to getting there but also like I don't know. I think it's hard to lie to yourself. I think it's harder to lie to other people than we think. And so, um, fake it till you make it, but also like you can always, you can always communicate, especially to the people you, you care about, you know, like in that period, like I think the people around me 
like to maybe to people who who knew me tangentially, it was like, wow, Wells is like such a crazy cat, you know. But then I think to people who knew me, they were like, this is a this is a second year who's going through it, and he's he's trying his best and he's figuring himself out, you know. And and my well, thank you. I, li- I like that answer a lot. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my second question is uh, a little bit of a follow up. So you said it was growth. Can you explain to me how? Um, like I'm, I'm not I'm not being like uh, like it, like it seems it, you sort of explain it a little bit like um not not traumatic but like it wasn't like I, I don't know how to phrase this how like you said that this ex- uh, this time in your life was growth but you kind of you're, you're putting on a, a little bit of a, a like a, a star scene like this <laughs> might have not been the best p- time how was it growth how was it growth and like unhealthy yeah, growth yes. I guess like how does that blend together mm-hmm. yeah I mean so one element of it is certainly like mistakes made lessons learned you know i was definitely making a lot of mistakes but i also think just like i don't know the harder times like mature you the fastest you know Mm -hmm. and so um i learned what i wanted to be doing i learned what i i'm trying to get more into the specifics of this but it's um i don't know like i learned what i wanted to be doing i learned what i didn't want to be doing like hmm um, yeah, I don't know. I'm stumped. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, so you said that you were, I loved this quote of your, you said you're trying on a lot of personalities. And I think that all of us who have gone through first year, lived in dorms, gone, going to O'Hill, like experiencing so much in those first couple of months, we tried on like every one of us. Do you think as a fourth year sitting here now, you found a personality that fit or like, you're like comfortable with the one that you're like potentially graduating with? Yeah. I mean, I think. I'm I'm in my fourth year it's it's harder for me to be concerned with what other people think of me I mm-hmm. think and so I'm not I don't think I'm ever really deviating that much from my from who I am you know um I sort of branded it as my IDGAF era that's borrowed from Twitter <laughs> but you know um and yeah I th- so I think I think it's more consistent I think in certain groups I'm probably slightly different than others now you know like I might be slightly more high energy or I don't know but um I I think certainly I I feel a much more much more connected to who I am and I feel like I have much more knowledge of like yeah what I want to be doing what I don't want to be doing at this point and certainly much more to learn because you know I've never really been out in the world which is the next chapter are you excited for that chapter are you bittersweet what's and what what if if you if you wouldn't mind sharing what what's what's your plans for the future I mean, I feel I feel super ready for it. This, my fourth year's kind of felt like a fifth year because I had a like a critical mass of friends graduate last year, <laughs> um, and so I th- kind of felt like I mentally graduated with them a little bit. Mm. Um, and so I, I feel quite ready to leave Charlottesville. Um, in terms of what I'm doing next, uh, I want to be in a big city because that's something I've never really had. And just like to be honest, I'm so frustrated with the dating pool in Charlottesville. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. Yeah, I sort of like I, I I ran the numbers. I was like, okay, I want to be in a in a big English speaking city, like five million people or more, right? Like your options, it's like L.A. Don't want to drive a car, right? Like <laughs> London, like too cold most of the year, and like I went out there a little bit, and it was there's like the one big club, and that I was like, that's not enough for me. Like I want to have variety in my night out, um, and so then like left with uh, New York and like Sydney basically, mm-hmm. and so I feel like I'd be happy in either place. Um, but like I don't know, I feel really compelled by the idea of just like moving across the world, like not knowing anybody, just like walking outside and like being a total, total foreigner. So right now I'm like looking pretty seriously at Sydney. But in terms of wow. what I'm doing there, 
no freaking clue. Hopefully nothing <laughs> too serious. Like, <laughs> well, so where did you go this summer again? Oh my gosh, I was all sorts of places, but I don't want to give you a laundry list of my travels. No, unless I, I, no, no, no. Well, I, I, I asked because I think I remember a conversation. You had just gotten back from a summer and you were like, oh my God, the summer, because, well, the only reason I remember is because you mentioned the dating pool in Charlottesville. And I think that you had, like, not to expose you, but you <laughs> like, had, it. like, interesting dates during your summer. Maybe it was this summer or last summer, but you said that it was, like, so fun to just, like, meet completely new people. I think that you were, like, going on dates with theoretically, like, older people, and you were, like, yeah. it was so fun to learn about <laughs> their lives. And I think that that's so interesting because other people would be so, like, scared shitless mm-hmm. to be able to go into a new city and not know anyone. Personally, that's me. Like, I... I get so stressed out when I'm away from home and people I consider home. So tell me about that summer. Tell me about how, like, theoretically you might have already done this. And so Sydney would be an adventure that you've already, like, half gone on. Yeah, I mean, ironically, the dates with older guys happened in my hometown. So that, <laughs> that wasn't in a city. Okay, um, sure. But you had you had no way of knowing that. And they were also, it was it was super duper fun. And that was totally an adventure from the summer. But um, I did definitely get to sample, like, big city, <laughs> big city life. Um even if the encounters may have been more casual than a date. <laughs> uh, but like I got to be in New York for Pride Weekend. Um, that was super crazy. I went to a music festival there. I was I was in London. I was in Edinburgh. Um, I was in Amsterdam for Pride Weekend there. Oh and I went gosh. to like... That definitely uh, was cool. I, oh my gosh. I went to like a crazy rave. I, I was like... I'm like... I was wanted to like conquer my fear of like this kind of thing. And so I was like, okay, I'm traveling here solo. Like I thought this was going to be a you chill... traveled week. there solo? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and I thought it was going to be like a chill weekend by the canals. And I was like, okay, like it's pride weekend. Like the universe is speaking. Like I'm, I'm impulsively in the airport bought a like 70 euro ticket to this like rave in the middle of the woods. Ooh. And so I like, I like, well, what? <laughs> Wait, so where do you find people to go with you to the suburb? Do you go alone? Or do you, yeah. I, so I, I, I went alone. What I did is I like went to the red light district, which is like the sex district right. that day. I like got myself this crazy outfit. I like. Um, like did like 10 shots in my hostel room to like you know a little bit of liquid confidence like like anybody else like I needed a little bit of help Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I like walked like 30 minutes through this park to this like concrete silo in the middle of the woods it was like the comical ideal of like what this experience would be (laughs) wow Um, and then like I don't know like you sort of like I, within the first 20 minutes like it feels like the most natural thing ever you know what I mean like I like made a couple friends in line like um you know, you, like, basically take all your clothes off. You, like, put it in this locker. You like, go inside. <laughs> this, like, random older guy is offering me Molly. I'm, like, oh <laughs> probably not the best choice, but I'm, like, fuck it. Okay, like, I'll just do it. Like, I, it, it, was, it was, like, from uh, a friend of the friends I made in line who I'd known for half an hour and trusted enough that I was, like, they're not going to, they're not oh, going to drag that's me. That's insane. Like, uh, yeah. how, how do you, like, uh, like, that's definitely such an issue for me, and maybe for you, I don't know, um, but, like, just having the confidence to do something alone is, like, a skill that's insane like how, how do you do that do you is there like flying alone booking do, those tickets alone yeah wow. do, do you like do you like tell yourself something like yeah I, I'm, I'm wells i can do this this is me or is it or like how, how does it come about honestly it was a new thing this summer because i was supposed to travel with friends and then like they ended up like their their plans changed and i was like okay i'm just like still gonna go at it alone um i don't know i think is it really hard for you to be alone yeah no i like like, I feel like after three hours, if I, like, spend the first three hours of my day and I don't talk to anyone, like, the first person I talk to, I will just, like, explode at <laughs> yeah. and start talking to. Because I'm, like, totally a people person. And it was a really novel experience, like, traveling alone in that way. Um, I think, yeah, the band-aid gets a little easier every every time. Hmm. Especially because I was, like, it was, like, three weeks of traveling to these different places alone. And so it was, like, 
I would go to a new place. I'd make friends. Blah blah blah. Um, and your parents were like, "Yeah, like, this is lit." <laughs> <laughs> I think if I, I mean. Well, it's, it's funny. Like, I feel like I, I will tell my parents things after the fact. Like, I definitely wasn't like, I'm going to this rave in the middle of the woods because it's like, my mom's not going to sleep that night if I do that, you know? But it's like, the next day, I'll like call her and be like, oh, I went to this rave in the middle of the woods and blah, blah, blah. And she'll be like, and how was that? <laughs> Are you serious? Oh. Yeah. I mean, she knows about Naked Party and everything, you know? Okay, wait. I'm- so you said something that like really stuck with me. Um, But it's fine uh so essentially you said that you were like inside first 20 minutes you're like oh my god this is like the most comfortable experience of my life so my friends who went to naked party um they won't be named for the purposes of this podcast but they said something really similar they were like we were so anxious and like we signed like the contract and it felt like something so scary and they submitted their clothes at the door and like gave their phone and they were like oh i'm like literally gonna freak out and leave in the first two minutes and they were like the second you enter it feels like it was not like a crazy experience it was just that you belonged and no one like everyone felt so comfortable and these are coming from people who were literally shitting their pants before they walked (laughs) in like I and and I know they were tweaking and they said oh my god 20 minutes in I didn't even notice that everyone was naked it was just like a yeah please tell me like tell me about how you thought of the idea like I really want to hear about the whole conception of it how you actually like carried it out the different iterations (laughs) yeah I mean honestly I and like the whole like after five minutes like I didn't notice anyone was naked anymore is something I experienced at my first naked party and wasn't expecting uh and like also that I've I've heard sorry, sorry to cut you off when was your first naked party experience um, well, so it was, it was the, I suppose I, I said it as if I wasn't the founder. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was the host. Um, it was, so there's been three now. It's been mm. once a semester. So that was my second semester, second year. Mm. Um, but yeah, honestly, to, to answer your earlier question of like, do you have something you tell yourself when you're going at these things alone? It's honestly like after five minutes, it will feel totally normal. Like once you really? do this once, like you will not be faced by it at all. Like I was walking to that rave and I was like, this is, is going to be like I, I can't even believe I'm doing this and now I'm like you could drop me in the middle of that right now dead sober and I'd have like the best time oh ever you know God. what I mean wow. um, but anyway the sort of naked party origin story um, I was in this nudist era um, and then I was this an, an alum of my acapella group. I'll, I'll keep him nameless because he's in a he's in a high profile job. I don't know if you'd want to have his name <laughs> mentioned don't, in don't a podcast about <laughs> naked party. Yeah, exactly. Um, but him and I were driving home and we were like talking about like oh we like feel like the normal night out isn't doing it for us anymore. Like we need to like brainstorm something crazy to do. Um, and I was in this nudist era and I'd heard about Yale having these naked parties. Yeah. Now, it's a very different thing at Yale. It's kind of like, from what I can gather, like a sort of like wine and cheese vibe, like lights on, you know, it's like kind oh of a God. classy affair. Um, Wait, while also being naked though. Yeah. Which, which is <laughs> wild. Are you serious? Yeah. I, do you know anyone at Yale who's gone to these parties? No, I asked my friend at Yale and I think he's, he's, that's just not his scene, you know? So he, he didn't know anything about it. I think it's also like a secret society it managed is, thing at Yale. So. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I was talking to my friend and I was like, well, I've heard of this thing called a naked party. Like, what if we did that? And as he, as he retells it, he's like, I was just like, sure. Like thinking it was not going to happen, you know, like, okay, well, like, that's a crazy idea. But like, if you can get it off the ground, basically. And so we spent the next couple months, like you have to, you have to really pick and choose. You think it to yourself, like, okay, this is not something that's really ever been done before. Like outside of Yale, like it's such a specific thing. Like who do I know that would be open to this, you know? Yeah. So you kind of send people invites. They're, they're, you can't be like, it's going to be great. You're, you're literally like, embark on this experiment with me, you know? <laughs> um, some people were like, okay, I'm really curious about this. Other people were like, 
uh, like, I don't know. Um, all in all, to the first one, we invited, like, like 35, 40 people. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them showed. It was really awkward in the beginning. Like, we, we had set up. We had, like, t- it was black lights. We had, like, body paint. So we, like, thought a little bit about what we wanted it to look like. Mm-hmm. But, like, the first, like, 20 minutes, it was just me my co-host and then like <laughs> two people and we were just like in our because it starts off in underwear yeah, yeah. um and it was just like the four of us like playing like beer pong in our underwear being like are other people gonna show up to this like this is getting this is like really really awkward um but then like a bunch of people arrived at one time and then there was like probably 20 25 of us mm. and i think immediately we got the sense of like oh, this is going to be a really amazing night. Like, this yeah. is going to be crazy. And so then people started being like, can I bring my friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, the the, the first one was a little bit less closed because we were, like, you know, like, we were excited about the the premise and it was a small smaller initial pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, yeah. And so then, like, when we ended up closing doors, it was probably, like, 35 people inside and everyone was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, <laughs> what the hell am I part of right now? This is amazing. Um, and so then, like... Uh, there was a moment where I sort of, we like quieted people down and I yelled like one, two, three, drop trow. And then, <laughs> um, Shreya's friends can confirm. <laughs> yeah, <that> my <laughs> friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then everyone like, well, not everyone. At first it was probably half of us like got totally naked. And then it was like, oh my God, like we just did that. And like the world didn't explode. Like we're yeah. just like naked around each other right now. Like what the hell? And then pretty much everyone else like got totally naked. And we were just like, da- it, it's crazy how fast. Cause it's like, you're sort of dancing and you're like maintaining pretty strong eye contact. Cause you don't want to like make anyone uncomfortable by looking at their junk. So it's like, you honestly really don't notice that other people are I, naked. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so since then it's, there's been three, it's been every last day of, of classes. Um, and so it, it's a, it's a lot more of a structured thing. Now I have like, five or six friends help me invite people and set up day of it's a lot of planning you got to like cover up all the windows you have to have yeah. like an area for people to put their clothes and their phone because it's no pictures um and like yeah and you, you wrote up a like contract it was like very respectful very yeah the the word is structured i i was like really impressed by the way that you guys are handling it because honestly it could totally have just been like naked party like come like everyone's just naked and it I, I the thing that I appreciated the most is that it was so different from other I mean already like the whole premise of it is so different than other UVA like social scenes but I think the like amount of respect that people had for not only the the host but also like other people was amazing like it, it yeah you you were talking about the contract sorry I cut you off thanks that's super nice um yeah I mean I think something we discovered after the first one was how the main response from people was like, whoa, like this just changes the way I think about my body. Like I just feel so much more comfortable in my skin and I don't think of my body as like an object that can only be perceived in a sexual light. Like we're all just like naked under our clothes. You know, it sounds stupid, but it's true. And like as someone who's like struggled with body issues myself, I was like, whoa, like that's actually crazy to me that I like helped people with that. So that's like has been since like our primary goal is just to create a safe space for people to just like be naked. Like obviously there are like shenanigans and stories <laughs> that get told about it. And like, that's all true too. But yeah, I mean still like our main goal is to make sure that people who like the people who like, we don't necessarily, well, I mean, obviously they're welcome The people who are like, yes, like I'm so ready to take my clothes off. Like, let's do this. I think like, I'm honestly more interested in people who are like, I'm kind of nervous about this. Like I'm curious. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and making a safe space for them. And I think that requires like, having a really strict door list and like not letting in people who aren't, you know, a friend of one of the organizers or 
like trusted and having having shown interest ahead of time and like willing to follow the rules and sign the contract. So, um, I mean, the structure, you know, exists to to make it a safe space. I think when it's safe, um, people end up having more fun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, I, I feel like, like whenever I was first uh, learning about UVA, like one of the things that's mentioned is streaking, right? Do you think any UVA student could participate in this and become um, like happy with their body, not, not happy, like comfortable in their, like fully comfortable with their own skin enough to do this? Or do you think it takes someone different or not, not different, but yeah, yeah, yeah like different from, I, I'd say like the normal. Not, not, not in a bad way. But yeah, I know what you mean. I, mean. I know what you mean. Um, Deviants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I can say that like I, the, the range of people I've seen come to this is so wide. Like people who were like, had, you know, really deep concerns or issues with their body, right? Like, and were like, you know, like, Wells, you're my good friend. Like, I will go for five minutes. Like, I'm not necessarily going to like, I'm going to be in my underwear the whole time. Like. And I'm like, yeah, like, just, I'm like, you know, like, that's your business. Like, I'm not going to pressure you one way or another. But, like, I can tell you, like, people have really surprised themselves, you know? And I've just seen so many people surprise themselves that I don't want to say no one. Like, that, like, I, I like, I, I think everyone could do it. But everyone who's, who's willing to challenge themselves, you know? Like, I don't think you have to have, like, an innate comfortableness with your body. But I think you do have to have, like, a curiosity and, like, an openness to new experiences. Mm-hmm. Which I think most people probably have. I agree. Well, thank I, you. Um, thank you so much for uh, being on our podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And you sharing all these like very vulnerable experiences. I very much appreciate that. Yeah, of course. This is so Always fun. learning so much <laughs> from you. Yeah, thank you so much, Wells. Thank you so much. And uh, have a nice day. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in to the next episode. Yes. Under the <laughs> <laughs>